0: Hi, my name's Sina, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Millennial Entrepreneur Podcast, a podcast that discovers the motivations and uncovers the journeys of the most inspirational young entrepreneurs. In this episode, I spoke to the 18-year-old founder of an upcoming app called Veggie Alternatives that has already been featured on the Huffington Post and BBC's The One Show, with the ambition of making the transition to a vegan or vegetarian diet as effortless as possible. In the conversation, we talk about his journey of starting the app at only 14, how he handled rejection, and guidance for any young entrepreneurs listening, showing how you can use being young as an advantage in launching your own business idea. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast because we've got some amazing guests coming up that you do not want to miss. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating along with a review if you enjoyed. Right, let's go on with the episode. Yeah, just why don't you start off by telling us a bit about yourself and um, kind of, yeah, because you're still at school. So how, how did this whole sort of journey begin?
1: Yeah, so um, hi, thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, I am still at school, as you said. So um, I first started at 14. Um, it was actually the summer after um, year nine had finished. And um, in school, they've recently taught us, you know, just the very basics of app development um using a no code platform called funkable which is um what i still use today and um i thought it was really cool that it wasn't just professionals or you know people sat in silicon valley that could develop apps it was anyone um you know if they had the time and the motivation to to teach themselves so i i looked at some tutorials online um i i learned a bit from experience and um that's that's the time the first um the very first not not very good version of veggie alternatives um came about, and um yeah, I've only kept going from there um, essentially
0: so you you started out as uh at the age of fourteen like and I'm guessing a lot of people listening to this uh <laughs> would probably be thinking when I was fourteen i I wasn't anywhere you know I wasn't developing apps pretty much so you know what? What drove you at such a young age to to start it? What what really did you want to? You know, I'm guessing that you were vegan at the time, and yeah, well, what what drove you to do it, to do it? Yeah,
1: um, I guess the first thing that drove me to do it was boredom, actually, because in in year nine summer, I don't think I had much to do, so I I got into that. But once once I learned more about it, I I was as you said vegan at the time, but I had had just gone from vegetarian to vegan. And I was thinking, wow, this is such a big change. And I don't actually really know what to replace my milk with or what to replace my cheese with, um, you know, those sorts of staples. And so I had the idea of bringing my my newfound app knowledge and this difficulty that I'd faced together and and make something that can um, hopefully that could hopefully not only help me, but um, a lot of other people. And then I I got a lot of positive feedback, which I'm very grateful for. Um I had some animal-friendly charities that were telling me that um, I should keep going with it. I got a lot of support from my family, some of my friends who would test out the early versions, and that really drove me because I thought, if people think this is a good idea, why shouldn't I keep going with it, and I'll I'll see how far I can take it.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's really good. Yeah, that's really inspirational as well at such a young age. And I, I guess the first thing I would say is that when you are at such a young age, um, something like feedback can be very much, you know, taken in the wrong direction as sort of like negativity. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I guess how important was that feedback early on for you? And did you, did you ever sort of take it badly, uh, you know, as, as negativity for your, for your creation, basically?
1: I guess um, I did. I did get some negative feedback. I I had people who were telling me that it's you know why would you develop an app that gives people alternatives to to vegan and vegetarian you know to for vegan and vegetarians when those people can just go on Google and look for the uh, look for it themselves or things like that. Um, but but I always thought I always I always sort of had faith in the idea in that I thought it it helped me after all. So why can't it help people in similar situations? But there is, there is, there were definitely times I think when I took the feedback not in the best way I could have, and I think at, at a young age you have to remember that I don't think people are out to get you; they're just trying to help you with your ideas, um, and I I think that's important to remember.
0: Yeah, definitely a great point. Um, so when you were when you were when you were fourteen and you released the app, so all the kind of like early stages of, of developing. So you obviously developed it. What was what was the sort of next step after that? How did you how did you go on?
1: So I developed the app and um I released it first on Google Play. Um I didn't release it on iOS until um it's been just over a year now. Um March last year is when um I released it on iOS. So I first released it on Google Play. Um it wasn't great, but um people seemed to like the idea enough. I got a few hundred downloads, I guess. Um, and I thought, OK, so some people want it. Why don't I try and make it even better? Um, and I think one of the most important things I did was I emailed, um, as I said before, some animal friendly charities. I emailed some journalists, those sorts of people. Um, and that was really helpful because it helped spread the word. And it gave me a bit more faith in my idea in that these people were were taking me, you know, ser- seriously as you could take a 14 year old um, who's who's trying to do this sort of thing. Um, And that was really helpful. So I just emailed as many people as I could, actually. Um, And I've tried to keep up that strategy um, throughout throughout the development and the design of the app is email journalists, you know, email charities, email brands that are featured in the app. Um, Because because this is something my dad always used to tell me is the worst thing that someone can say to you is no but um and and that's the very worst that can come out of it and um if you're lucky, they'll say, yes, you'll get a feature, even if it's just on social media, and that can really raise awareness of what you're doing, which is really, really important in the
0: in the early stages i I couldn't agree more and that's that's like that's the level of maturity and, and um i guess skill set that i like i'm I'm really surprised that you have at such a young age, basically because um it's very easy. I feel to just work in in um, like isolation, in solidarity, where you kind of just work on your own, but you don't kind of reach out and email people and try to make contacts. Basically, so how just just so people understand the strength of this, how important was um, you know making those contacts, reaching out to those important people, those news uh, those news outlets, just all of them, make you know widening your contact space. How important was that for you?
1: It was it was massively important and it's it's something that I've tried to keep up as much as I can now. Um and just one example of how great it is to make connections early on is um one of the, the connections I, I made was um with someone at BBC Radio One because um luckily enough one of the charities who um who liked the app passed all my details to BBC Radio One, a friend they had over there. And I managed to get an interview um, in the early stages of the app. So that was in 2016. I managed to get an interview um, on the radio. And then when I released the iOS version last year, I emailed the same person and I said, hey, look, I've released it on iOS now. Um, I've come a long way since you last heard from me. Would it be possible um, to get me on the show again? And, um, you know, I could talk about what I've done. And they said yes, um, which I was very grateful for. But but it just shows that. um it was three years after I first made that connection, um, and and it still really helped me to um, promote the app.
0: And that's that's a great example of when you know networking really helps. That was that was kind of a, like a marketing aspect of it. Have, did you ever reach out to like um, you know more experienced? I don't want, want to use like more experienced because you are pretty experienced at such a young age, but people that have been in the space for a long time did you ever reach out for sort of like help and support and for people to look over it or did you just reach out to sort of like news outlets
1: if i'm honest i didn't get um i didn't really get much professional advice i think the best advice i got um in the early stages um, of the app was either from my friends or from my family um you know um those sorts of people but mainly the the emailing was for marketing purposes um and and if perhaps some journalists did give me some advice or they said, oh, I liked this or something like that, then I'd keep working on that aspect. But I didn't get any really expert advice on it until maybe even um, late last year and um, early this year is when I started trying to get more expert advice on it and see where I can really start taking it forward.
0: How how come you decided to seek out this professional sort of, not professional, but like, you know, more experienced eyes or views on the app now why didn't you do it before is what I guess a lot of people could ask
1: I think the first thing I wanted to do is get it out on iOS and on Google Play which is something I only managed to do in March of last year and I thought I thought once that was done I wanted to start monetizing and I wanted to know what was holding me back um, that I couldn't really see and I think it's really important to To ask for help in those sorts of scenarios because you can't always see what the negatives are with an app and sometimes your friends can't your family can't either you need to you need to speak to people in the industry um so it had got to that stage where i knew i wanted to take it forward but i didn't exactly know how and that's where i needed some help so i started um you know i emailed one or two experienced people um in the industry but i also um entered a few competitions um one of which the F factor, obviously. I met you through um, another one called Young Startup Talent, which was really helpful to me. Um, and the great thing about those competitions is, um, in in both of them, I got a lot of mentoring um, from people who are quite experienced, and they could help me. And they would say, "Look, I think this bit is really great, but you really need to work on this." Um, and I think it was great. I think often they were quite blunt with me, and they they treated me like um, you know like a professional, which um, which I really appreciated, um, and and I think that's really important feedback that I needed.
0: I think this is something that a lot of young people miss: is that they kind of see starting starting something like an app, they might see it as you know very expensive or they don't have sort of like the knowledge to do it. Yeah, there's so many schemes out there that actually promote young entrepreneurship, and the the FX is one of them, and the other one that you mentioned I actually haven't heard of there's just so many of them and that's that i've I've entered one that was sponsored by o2 as well and that's something that i would love to encourage young younger people to do is to say okay it is a barrier to sort of starting your own thing is is you know money and you know funding but there are loads of loads of you know schemes out there that promotes young entrepreneurship and i'd love if more people more young people took advantage of those um you know how how vital were they to your sort of um development as well
1: i think they're really important and i think all it takes is a quick google search you know like young entrepreneur competitions or if you have a particular industry that you want to get into the name of the industry and then young entrepreneur or something like that because there are tons of results and i think people are really trying to to help and mentor young entrepreneurs at the moment um it's it's increased in the last few years definitely um and I think we really have to make the most of the opportunities that we have here. Um, another one that I did just through school was um, Young Enterprise, which I'm sure a lot of people, um, you know, listening may have done because it's quite, um, quite big and quite promoted um, throughout schools. Um, but that helped me kind of, you know, increase my business knowledge, um, how to do finances, maybe, or something like that, which um, I wouldn't have really learned elsewhere. Um, so I think these these opportunities are really great because they give you the sort of mentorship that you wouldn't be able to get for free anywhere else. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I, I really wish more people, even if you just have an idea or even if you're just starting with an idea and you don't really know what it's really going to be yet, I think just make the most of these schemes because they can really, really help.
0: Yeah, definitely. And not 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 even just the schemes, but just take advantage of the fact that you're young to be a passionate young entrepreneur, if you can reach out to anyone and they're always willing to help, that's the thing. Yeah, definitely. Mixing the two points that we kind of talked about, the one where, you know, you said reaching out to people is really helpful and and also the one about the schemes and the mentorship. Using the fact that we're young and using that as an excuse to not start is actually the the biggest point to start. I Mm -hmm. think we can gain, you can gain mentorship and contact very quickly just by using the, you know, I'm... I'm only 18 card. Yeah. Cause if you were say thirty and you're reaching out to I don't know about the people that you reached out to, but I, I was reaching out to CEOs of big companies when I was when I was starting out my company. And they if I was thirty years old, I don't know if they would have written back to me. That's that was my that's my point. But the fact that I'm young and we're young um is a very good excuse to make these contacts. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah no I I think that's definitely true. I think um people definitely give you a lot more attention and um I think actually a lot of the success that I've got from Veggie Alternative so far is actually because I'm young. People um even even if people don't think, you know, oh this might not be the best app I've ever seen, um, it was developed by someone who is young and I think people really take that into consideration um but I, I i completely agree with you it's definitely a reason to get into entrepreneurship because you have the time now that you may not get any time else in your life um i for example um still have summer holidays or or i might be in my last one um now but i had summer holidays to spend um time working on the app and um when i go off to university um in october i i might not really start getting getting those amounts of time to to develop the app i think as as you said, you, you only get this time once, um, and you really got to make the most of it. I think.
0: So you mentioned you mentioned time as sort of an advantage of being young, because you know summer holidays and, I guess, work you can kind of do it and sure. do some stuff on the side. I suppose. What would you say is other big advantages that you've seen for yourself being being a young entrepreneur and being being still at school? What sort of other advantages would you say that? It's kind of on our side when it comes to starting your own business or learning.
1: I think, um, number one, people are very happy to help you. Um, you know, even teachers at school um, would be happy to to help. I didn't do this personally, but I think even if you went to a teacher at school, I think they'd just be very um, happy that you were taking the initiative to do something. So I think even if you show it to a teacher at school, um, hopefully um, if, you're, or if you're lucky enough to have a supportive family um, like I was, I think that was really great that you can you can um, show it to friends who would be like minded. Um, and you you have quite a large network when you're young, especially, you know, at university or, or a, um, a secondary school, you have quite a large network of people with diverse views and diverse wants, um, you know, so for digital technology, for my example, not many of my friends um, are vegan or vegetarian, but they might be looking to try new foods or they might just be curious about what they're eating and they think okay maybe I'll go vegan for a week and I'll just try it out um but we have we have the opportunity now to speak to so many different diverse you know people um that can help us and we might not really have that sort of wealth of network um at other points in our life when we're older
0: yeah no I I definitely agree and something that you'll experience when you do eventually go to university, you'll you'll find out that because you're with a lot of pretty pretty you know astute people, you're with very clever people, you know, like, yeah, let's be honest. And people are in different disciplines as well. So um a big thing I kind of found out at university is that people um are very willing to work with you on projects. Um You know, in whatever capacity. So if if you if you've made, you know, friends with computer science students, they're very willing to work on your idea for nothing, just just for the excitement of it. And that sort of passion, I think, um you get that a lot at a young age. And I've experienced it a lot at university where a lot of people are willing to give you their help just just for yeah, just for the experience basically. And I've had a lot of messages for my own business where people want to help out in whatever capacity. And yeah, it's very it's very nice to hear. So I think that's that's something that you'll definitely pick up when you go to university and especially a university like Cambridge that you're going to go to.
1: Hopefully, yeah. And and even now I have some friends who are really supportive. Um, you know, the main testing of my app was actually through my friends um and my family as well. People are happy to go to events with me, you know, they'll on on the day that I release for iOS, um it was. I I thought this was, you know, some of the best support I've ever seen. Was a lot of my friends would just, you know, take a screenshot of the app and put it on their social media for me, and that really helped me get a good push at the start. Um, but people are very happy to help, um, and yeah, I I hope that just continues at university.
0: Yeah, for sure. So you talked about when you when you finally released on iOS after, or yeah. was it seven seven times of trying? So you, you got successful in the eighth try, correct?
1: Yeah. It was the eighth attempt, yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, and then you finally, you went out and celebrated and uh, your friends had posted on their like, social medias uh, to download the app finally. Yeah. Um, I guess a lot of people will kind of look at that and say, like, how did you go seven times, you know, with, with failing? How, you know, it kind of takes its toll, right? Um, you know, how many times um, could you take the failure? And I guess something that I've experienced is, Failure should be very much seen as a positive and something that yeah. you've talked about extensively written articles about so how important was failure, and how you know important was it in shaping you as a as an entrepreneur and also your business?
1: I think failure was one of the best things that ever happened to me. I think getting it, this sounds so weird to say now because it it definitely wasn't a fun time when it happened, but I think getting rejected by Apple seven times was so, so valuable to me because I learned so many lessons. I was, I think, very naive when I first submitted my app to Apple. It was a first version. It had been tested a few times. Everything worked, but it wasn't as good as it could have been. And then Apple rejected it. And I was so shocked because I thought, what? I thought they'd accept it on the first try. So I I worked on it again. I added some new features. I sent it off again and they rejected it and they went on to do that, you know, six more times until it was... um, seven rejections um but i think it was it was so valuable because it forced me to make my app as good as i possibly could have done because that's that's the way it in the end got rejected but i think it also made me a stronger person because i sort of learned to to bounce back from failure um and i think for anyone else who's experienced it i think if you push back from failure or rejection. It reinforces the faith you have in your project because you're proving to yourself that you have self-belief and you're proving to yourself that you're motivated. And I think if you truly believe in a project and you and you think it's something that could one day, um, you know, help people, then I think you have to stick with it, even if you get rejected. Because getting rejected a few times doesn't mean that your idea is bad. It just means that it's not as good as it could be. Um, I think just take failure as advice actually take the feedback and work on it don't think okay they rejected me that means I've got to stop because it it very very rarely does
0: that's yeah it's great advice um, I definitely agree with you I think it's a story that a lot of um, early young entrepreneurs have, have have experienced where they they think they're they're so confident going into something and they face rejection and it's kind of you, you go down two different ways you either you know, sit down and kind of stop where you want to do or you take the feedback and you kind of move on and develop to the point where you go back and, you know, the product is a lot better basically. And yeah. It's good that you that you saw the other that you saw the best alternative, um, basically. And I know a lot of people, especially I think our generation where um I say our generation, you're you're slightly younger than I am, but uh they kind of see failure as like a they're kind of scared of it I I think it's fair to say and um what would you what would you say to those people that are just scared of failure as and that's sort of an excuse for them to not start
1: I think it's not a bad thing to be scared of failure but I don't think it should be something that stops you from doing something that you're truly passionate about or something that you truly believe in because whether you're scared of it or not it's going to happen eventually um and I think you know forcing yourself to get used to you know, getting rejected or or getting email responses that say, no, sorry, I I don't want to promote this, or I, I don't think you're right to give a feature in or, or something like that. Um, I think it's very important because, I mean, it's going to happen anyway. And I think it's, it's good to get used to it.
0: Do you see it as, as something that's very prevalent, being afraid of failure in sort of our generation? Or do you see it as sort of you know it's not it's not like a generational thing it's just a general sort of thing have you not really observed that
1: i i don't know if it's a generational thing i think it's very common though that people um are scared of failure but the only thing i think is that we shouldn't stop it from you know getting us to do what we want to do we're always going to be scared of something when we go into it when i um first started public speaking for example um I, I was really nervous, but then I've done it a few times for my app now um, and I, I now really enjoy it. I think you have to expose yourself to what you're afraid of and that's the only way that you you can get over it. Um, so yeah, I think exposing yourself to what you're afraid of, whether it's failure or public speaking like it was for me or, or anything else that it might be for anyone that's listening, I think expose yourself to it because that's the way you learn to confront it.
0: Yeah, definitely. And so you talk about public speaking being a big thing that you've that you've dealt with on a personal mm-hmm. level. Uh, what were kind of like really big challenges? Firstly, for your business, um, yeah. What well, just highlight some really big challenges for your business, but also um, also for you personally.
1: I think one that brings my business and me personally together are are getting people to take me seriously in the early stages. I think a lot of people would be like, Oh, you're a kid, you've made an app, well done, good. Um, but they wouldn't they wouldn't really see it as anything that could could ever get anywhere. Um thankfully my parents took me seriously, um, you know, when I said, I'm I'm gonna do this and I I wanna try and, you know, make it as good as it could be. But a lot of people, you know, even at school, people are like, Oh, you know, that's not gonna get anywhere. You you know, you just made an app in your free time, it's a hobby. Um, so I think that was I think perhaps the most disheartening thing for me was when people didn't take me seriously Um, because it is definitely something for young entrepreneurs that can harm your confidence. Um, Other challenges, I'd say just, I I have very limited technical ability. Um, I I learned mainly through experience when um, developing the app. Um, Thankfully, the team at Thunkable, which is um, the platform I use to develop my app, is very helpful to me. But I think... um, You know, inevitably, if you're um, if you're doing something technology related, you're going to have issues in the testing or the development or even just making the design. And and you just can't find something that looks, you know, as nice as as you'd like it to. I think that was also something that um, affected me. But I think. Yeah, I think perhaps those coupled with um, the rejection um, from Apple, perhaps the biggest challenges um, I faced. Um, when you know working on veggie alternatives
0: there's kind of like two things i want to talk about from what you just said um i kind of want to go back to the app specifically and was the business called funkable the one that you're working with to develop the app
1: Yeah, no so the the platform is called funkable it's essentially a platform where anyone can build an app without having to code um it's or yes yeah, it's, it's a no code platform and um, there's tutorials and and you just you know you just make an app
0: and I remember I remember speaking to you and you and I, was, I was kind of taken back about how basically you didn't spend my, that much money to start the app. So why don't you talk to us about kind of how, like because it was something like 500 pounds, wasn't it? That you started the app.
1: Yeah. Or it was 500 pounds in the first few years was the total that I'd spent. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if it's gone much higher than that in total up until now. Um, but I think this is one of the biggest myths about entrepreneurship, that it's going to take a lot of money it is going to take a lot of time. Yes. Um, and you're going to have to be determined, but it's not going to take a lot of money. Um, it's, it's something that I think you can do on a limited budget. If you start wanting to publish an app and you, you know, you want to promote it, of course, then yes, it's going to take money, but, but to just get started with an idea, it's completely free. You just need your brain, um, you know, an idea and, um, a computer and, um, you know, luckily for most of us, we, we have one of those at home, but but for app development specifically, that's that's essentially all you need. Um, so I think I think that's quite a big myth. And then promotion as well. Um, as as I said earlier, I I email a lot of journalists um, and quite a few of those have, have ended up positively for me. And now now I've you know, I've got some promotion for free, essentially. So that's that's a, a great way around it. If you have a limited budget and you're a young entrepreneur, I think people are very happy to to feature you because the these are the sorts of stories people want to see. I think I got quite lucky in that my industry right now is quite topical. Um, but I think that's another another way to to get around having to spend much money on it. So yeah, I, I think that's just one of the biggest myths actually that the entrepreneurship um, you know, whatever industry you're in um cost a lot of money
0: yeah definitely just uh i know a lot of people that, were, that are listening to this um i'll probably think about going vegan and i just want to talk about veganism for a, just for a bit sure yeah i know a lot of people are thinking about going vegan me included like why do you think pe as a as a and i know i know you're a vegetarian now but you have been vegan in the past why do you think this has become such a big thing now and do you kind of see it as a big positive you know for the world for your app as well especially um yeah why do you kind of see the future of veganism
1: i think veganism is a huge positive i think veganism is the one thing that could truly change the world in so many positive ways and luckily for me um as veganism grows i get more downloads too i guess but um I think it's become such a big thing for three main reasons. There's the environmental one. We're hearing a lot more about climate change on the news nowadays. Um, Greta Thunberg is a massive massive figure and I think it's really great what she's doing. Um we're hearing we're hearing so much about the destruction that agricultural farming um exacts on on the landscape and on earth and how much water it takes, things like that and people are becoming really aware of their own impact on the environment um my own sister for example um she has gone vegan and i think the environment was one of the main reasons why she did it um the second reason is ethical reasons um that was that was personally the main reason for me why i went vegan um i stopped because i thought it was a little bit too hard um you know and i didn't really find the time to do it but i'd really like to to go back to it but um i think a lot of people um Are becoming more compassionate and realizing actually what goes into their milk being produced or their beef being produced or whatever it is. And the final reason is um for health, because because there have been you know numerous studies on um on the health benefits of turning to a meat-free diet, even just eating less red meat um a few days a week, things like that. Um so I think that's why it's become such a huge thing, and I think in the future, it's only going to keep growing, and I think that's really great. I think it's it's a really great trend, and um, we just have to keep pushing it because I think a lot of people who have gone vegan have realized how positive it is for their lives.
0: So if someone if someone listening right now is is thinking about going vegan, they say, okay, Ayush, how can your app help me? In you know, I want to become vegan. How can your app benefit me?
1: Sure. So um, veggie alternatives can help anyone trying to, you know, transition to vegan and vegetarianism in many ways. What it does is it breaks down the foods that you'll need to um, replace when you go vegan into three easy categories. You've got meat, you've got dairy and you've got other. In those, there's over 40 different food types. Um, Chicken, cheese, chocolate are just three examples. And within those, you get um, up to five branded alternatives that you can buy in supermarkets or you can buy through app. For that food type so um, say you wanted to replace milk you go into the dairy section you click milk and you'll find a variety of um, dairy free milks that you can buy in supermarkets um, you, you know you've got the different types you've got oat milk coconut milk soy milk whatever it is um, you can also click the link in the app and you can buy it directly through there and it just makes the whole process of transitioning a little bit easier. I mean, the the tagline um, that I use is "meat free, made easy." But it's not just meat free; it's dairy free. It's whatever you want. Anything you'd you know want to replace when going vegan or vegetarian, Veggie Alternatives provides it to you with you know with just a few clicks. I think that's its best feature. It's got everything under one streamlined interface, and you don't really need to use anything else.
0: Yeah, I I I downloaded it, and I find it really useful in kind of and it kind of surprised me a lot of things that you think are not vegan are actually vegan uh so something like oreos yeah you wouldn't think that they're that they're vegan but they actually are and um i think this app kind of opens your eyes to things that they're very easy substitutes i think people people will be surprised about
1: yeah i i think people you know when thinking about going vegan one of the main things that puts people off is oh god it's going to be so hard like my whole life is going to get turned upside down and hopefully veggie alternatives makes the process a lot easier and i i don't think it it does turn your life upside down you replace the basic ingredients i think a lot of a lot of things stay the same as you said there are so many things that people are already eating and they don't realize that it's vegan you've got oreos as one example you've got things like skittles which people wouldn't think of um you've got you know tons of sort of chocolates that you'd find in everyday supermarkets that are vegan um fox's party rings um are vegan and um so when when i was interviewed on the one show this is one of the main things they they brought up it's it's a topic that people call accidentally vegan but whether it's accidentally or not it's vegan it's better for the environment it's better for your health um you know it it's ethically sound um yeah it's it's just the better the better thing to eat and um it's it's usually quite simple
0: actually so where do you, where do you see the future of um alternatives
1: so I definitely like to continue working on it um I know that university is going to be strenuous but I think I'll have the time hopefully to um you know put those two parts of my life together and um, work on the app alongside um you know work as I as I try to do now I'd like to um, significantly increase the amount of products available in the app. Um, I'd like to have a a rating system where, you know, users can rate the ones that they like the most and then they can even comment on them. I've got a bit of user interaction currently with the forum, but I'd really like to increase that. And um, one of the other main things I'd like to do is do a little bit of an overhaul on the user interface, make it a little bit more friendly for users, um, you know, and, and and make the experience as valuable as it could be to them
0: That sounds yeah sounds really good and i think that that's something that uh when you start out your business it kind of like molds as you go along and you, you speak to new people and you get new feedback and it kind of just like molds yeah. into something that's completely different and i think it's okay for, for things to not to. to i think it's, it's okay for things to change um outside of your kind of what you thought it was going to be and I think that's fine I think that's part of the journey yeah
1: definitely
0: Uh, because I think a lot of people start their business and they kind of have a a vision in mind where you know you know a leads to b b leads to c and that's kind of just like where I want to be but when you when you actually go out there and speak to people uh, the business can can completely change and it can mold into something that's completely different Um, that's something I've definitely found Have you found that as well
1: yeah, definitely. And I think I think one of the things I was definitely guilty of was going into it with a little bit of a narrow mind. People would tell me things like, oh, I think this would work really great in the app. And I would be like, oh, yeah, great. And then I'd, I'd be thinking to myself, actually, that's not where I saw it going. So maybe I won't do that. And then when I actually give it a chance and implement, you know, the feature that they suggested or, you know, develop something that they thought I, I should um, work on. I think actually, wow, this is this is really, you know, improved the app or it's it's done things that I never thought it could do. Um, So I think definitely take all the advice you can get, because even if some of it you're not going to like, most people out there are just trying to help you, I think. Um, And and don't just have a mindset that's okay. I'm going to do this. And, you know, as you said, A leads to B, B leads to C. Instead, I think going with, okay, this is, you know, my idea and I'd like it to do this and hopefully it can be this. But if it could do other things as well, that would be great. And and that's where, you know, suggestions from friends, family, experts, whatever
0: should come in. Yeah, for sure. And I remember, so um, a bit ago, you, you talked about people taking you seriously and um, I kind of wanted to circle back to this for a while, but yeah, do, do you think, so you, you talked about that's kind of like a a hindrance of you know being young people not being able to take you take you seriously as much do you think that's been a a big sort of obstacle for you and that and how have you kind of overcome that
1: um I don't think it's been a huge obstacle but it's definitely been tough um it's it's just a little bit annoying when um you've put a lot of work into something and um you just sort of sense that people aren't taking you as seriously as they take someone who's maybe
0: five or ten years older than you um but I think so it's definitely so sorry to interrupt do you think it's definitely it's definitely about age I think I think that's one of the
1: it's one of the challenges i feel that i've ex- experienced when when developing the app
0: yeah is um
1: it's just that people think
0: yeah no i'd agree with you
1: yeah it's 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 just that people think you know like oh you're 16 or you're 15 or or you're whatever but like oh you can't have done anything particularly important or meaningful because you're that age like you you won't be able to understand you know the intricacies of it but i i i don't think you need to even understand i i don't think i i know half the things that you know a really experienced entrepreneur does but um you can still do it i don't think you there needs to be a specific book you read or or anything i think you you learn with experience with these things or i have at least um i'm i'm sure courses and books and whatever are great um but i think when, when i started i i just sort of learned as i went on and um People may have not taken me seriously at the start, but I just pushed through with it um I tried to make myself as professional as I could um you know even if it's just email like um looking up how to properly format an email if you're you know trying to sound professional things like that um try to make myself look as professional as I could and um hopefully um I'm now a lot more professional than I was um when I started.
0: Yeah, I I was that was one of my questions. I was going to ask how you kind of overcame the fact that people might not take us as seriously as they would someone slightly older. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think I think you definitely. I don't. Yeah, I don't think you need to wait to get get, to get older to be taken seriously. I think yeah, you just have to make a few minor changes. Um, Definitely, yeah. Maybe the way the way that you have conversations with people have that sort of maturity on board, um, sort of widen your your learning through I mean yeah you you can do those courses or you can do them through actually doing things uh like 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 you did and I think those sort of conversations will yeah people will take you more seriously
1: yeah no I, I agree with you um it's it's not something that's easy to deal with I you know it's it is very annoying when when people don't want to take you seriously but it's not really there's not really much you can do about it other than just keep going and keep trying to make yourself as professional as as you can and keep learning. Um, And I, I don't, I don't think there's ever a point where you can stop learning more about things or stop gaining experience. So I think as long as you keep going,
0: um, you're going to be fine. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you. And I think, yeah, I think that's, that's an amazing note to kind of uh, conclude on uh, for sure. So yeah, if, so yeah, thanks for being my first ever guest on uh, the Millennial Entrepreneur Podcast.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to the first ever episode of the Millennial Entrepreneur Podcast. Be sure, if you did enjoy, to leave us a five-star rating along with a review. Share it with your friends if you want and be sure to check out Ayusha's app, Veggie Alternatives, as it does make the whole transition extremely easy. For aspiring vegetarians or vegans. I've been your host, Sina Sadzada. See you in the next episode.